Hello and welcome to episode We Don't Number These of the Pragmatic Anime Sticker Podcast. And that was some sounds you just heard right there. Sounds of sounds. Um, so yeah, we're going to be covering quite a few things this week. Um, Including oh, my sounds. Phone going off. Sounds, a sure thing. <laughs> my phone going off. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard the cameo of Gary's phone for a while. Um, wow, you just had to say it, didn't you? You had to jinx me. <laughs> uh, I guess, as I said his name, you can guess that he's here now. Gary, how are you? G-Money is here. I'm oh. pretty decent. Did you watch I'm some de- of the animes this week? I've been watching a lot of the anime. I still haven't watched the Attack on Titans. But <gasps> I did watch that other one. You know, Ben? Talk about. Ben. Yeah. If you just imagine it in your head, you'll probably tell the story. Okay, good. <laughs> Ouch. Ooh, I don't know if those are burnt or not because I have some really weird animation uh, uh, yeah, imagination. <laughs> uh, so yeah, how how was your week? It's been okay. I've been at work and I got to watch a lot of anime. Um I guess I can tell you what it is because I don't think you guys are going to watch it. Um, I watched all of Tokyo Ghoul again. Okay. Um, I watched the first two seasons and I actually really enjoyed it. And then I got to the third season and I did not like it at all, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they changed the art style. Um, all the characters that you grew to enjoy in the first two seasons all of a sudden, like are not even in the show. They're, they only appear in a couple episodes yeah. for some reason, even though they're like main characters in the first two seasons. And yeah, it's like, I don't, I, I don't even know what's going on in the third season anymore. Like it, there's like some random time skip and the second season kind of ends on a cliffhanger. And this season doesn't really address the cliffhanger at all. <laughs> So I'm hoping that going into the fourth and final season here in the fall, they'll address it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I got to watch that. So, uh, Along with some other stuff that I'm not going to discuss right now. Because we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Definitely well, I guess a lot. while we're talking about other animes, I've been watching a bit of Bleach recently just because of the new Bleach movie that's coming out. Uh, and with, get caught back up again. Yeah. Well, I've I've watched certain fights that I like a lot. I like anything with Kampachi because Kampachi is my favorite, and Aizen because Aizen's the best. Uh, so yeah, I've been watching a bit of that again. Anyway, Klaus. Hi. How how has your week been? I heard you well, had something to celebrate this week. Yeah, like you last did. Night, huh? Maybe. Yeah, last night, um, well, we had a bittersweet night last night. Uh, we celebrated the third anniversary of our podcast, Phoenix Down Radio, which is a Final Woo-hoo! Fantasy Congratulations. podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but we also had to say goodbye to um, our longtime host, Luna. Uh, oh, she, no. she is, she's going to be stepping oh. away from the, uh, um, the host's chair, um, and she's going to be focusing on herself, which I'm so proud of her for that. But uh, it's always sad when you lose a voice on, on a podcast, especially three years into it. Oh, but, so she's not going to be on that at all? Not even 
Um, she may be a guest every once in a while when she has the time, but she's stepping away from the game as well, from Final Fantasy fourteen to focus on her uh, real-life things. So, Fucking real-life, always getting in the way. I know, right? But no, like I said, I'm very proud of her, and like I said, she's probably going to be joining us again once 5.0 comes out. So, It's not a permanent uh, goodbye, but it is a, a goodbye for the better part of a year. So... We had yeah, that to yeah. go through. Um, still I'm sure suffering we can from. Her in for the Christmas specials. So. Yeah, and like I said, she's going to be a uh, kind of like a producer yeah. behind the scene for the for us as well. But, uh, still suffering internet issues. We finally determined that it's not my fault. Finally, <laughs> it usually um, never is. I also in, find in it this... funny the internet issues happen as he starts talking about internet issues. Right. <laughs> so sorry about that, guys. Um, well, Big Brother, just in your biz. Yeah. Right. right. Now, apparently, there is some issues with the upstream um, in the town here. So they're hopefully trying to find where that's at and get that fixed as soon as possible so I can uh, get back to a normal streaming. Yay. And not robot all the time. So look forward to that. But yeah, otherwise, watched a good amount of anime and uh, yeah. played some Final Fantasy fourteen and. Yeah. yeah, and worked way too freaking much. Work is do-do. Yes, it is. Well, you guys at least have uh, a fun job to do. You can uh, well, Gary's play video games. Yeah. Well, Gary has has a, has a real job, too. Yeah. I do have my thingy, yeah. Where I watch anime. <laughs> <laughs> Where I get to sit around and watch anime. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's that's how boring my job is. <laughs> hey, I wish I could watch anime at my job. You know, I, 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 I sit around and I think how cool it is, and then I realize that, man, what happens when I run out of things to watch? It's totally That'll never internet. happen. It never happens. It's happened with Netflix. I go through Netflix, I'm like, what is there to watch? To be fair, that Netflix is 90% internet. shit. Hashtag. I've seen everything. Please sponsor us, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, then, then you start working on Crunchyroll, then you go to Funimation, then you go to Verve. I'll be honest, I'll tell you now, I sent an email to Crunchyroll as affiliate program last week. <laughs> Did you, have you heard anything back yet? No, I've, no, I haven't. I don't think the Senpai email's sponsor even active. Us? I don't think the email's even active anymore. Oh. So. Well, you didn't get a bounce back saying that uh, this no, could not be delivered, did you? No, I don't. But so. the dreams... Anyway, they're still alive until they say go go jump off a bridge. Yeah. So don't don't say that. Tim attempted that earlier. Oh. Off yeah. a roof. I, I live I live right no, next to what you don't do that, Tim. Tim. Don't do Tim, that, Tim. God damn it. No, no, don't do it. No, don't. Gary told me to do it, so I didn't have a choice. I did not tell you to do anything. I like yeah. I live right next to what people used to call suicide bridge, so. Oh. Well, it's Scarborough like... is like a really positive place. <laughs> High energy. I mean, you got vampires and werewolves and suicide bridges. Well, it wasn't until like yeah. the 90s that, right? I don't know who, who designed this bridge, right? It's a bridge that's really high up over a main road, okay? That sounds normal. Now, what is the thing you put on the side of a bridge normally? A railing? Uh, a railing. Yeah, that's always a good idea, isn't it? On a high bridge over a main road, a railing is sometimes a good suggestion to put up. 
Sometimes. Sometimes. But they decided Hashtag. that they weren't going to do that with this bridge. <laughs> That's so what they put up instead. Just nothing. Nothing. So for the so, like... so they want to keep the population down, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> so people would just dude? walk off. It's like a modern day, <laughs> modest proposal, really. Of course, nowadays it has like fences that is stupidly high. So, well, maybe it was Darwinism at its finest. Yeah, it's fine. I don't now, know. That seems pretty directed. Then. That seems pretty directed. Yeah. Well, especially as they put a pub right next to it as well. God damn it! Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not that is no longer Darwinism. That is no longer Darwinism. That's keeping the population down, like I said. <laughs> Oh, that is really awful local politics. <laughs> but again, this was like the eighties, nineties. Straight up eugenics, right there. Eighties, yeah, nineties before uh, they, you know, changed it. So, uh, damn those laws trying to keep people alive. <laughs> Jesus. So wow, why I think that deserves a different type of problematic sticker there. Yep. Yeah. All so... for Gary. Congratulations. What did I do, Tim? <laughs> What huh? have you been doing this week? What have I been doing? Yeah. Um, going through bouts of anxiety and depression, mostly. But I've also been I said this playing... Week. Uh, yeah, that's every week, really. Um, we love you. Thank you. Uh, it's, I don't know, playing video games, uh, avoiding work as much as possible. Can't really do it. Um, uh, researching my teaching degree, actually, is Ooh. one of the things I started doing this week. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I know you wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. I want to be underpaid and underappreciated. It's basically my life. Yeah, but at least I can teacher. talk about English. At least I can talk about English. Yeah, you can teach me English. Okay. Yay. You can English teach me good. I'm going to teach an Englishman English. That, that's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> me speak I love English this. on good? That unpossible. <laughs> You're a perfect example of the American education system. <laughs> No, them taking forever to translate stuff is the perfect excuse of everything. Like, you know, when it takes six months to make a movie go from, like, Deadpool, right? Deadpool mm-hmm. is already out on Blu-ray, but we got to wait a month for it to come out in England. Why? It's... What? Just... Why? Well, that's <laughs> they because... they got to add all those U's into the subtitles, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It's like oh, when, when Final Fantasy used to come out in America and then a year later in Europe, in England. Did it take that long to translate and edit add all the U's? Is is that why? <laughs> so... Hi. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember fa- yeah, there is one ever played Final Fantasy twelve. It came out oh. the same time as the PS3. Yes it did. Yeah. Literally the same day. Well, that's how I got Final Fantasy IX because it came out. I ordered it at the same time I ordered my PS2. Yeah. But at least I could play it on my PS2. (laughs) Hashtag. Well, I mean, I could play Final Fantasy XII on my PS3 because the original ones had it. Yeah, if you if you had the original uh, uh, SKU, you could do that, but Mm -hmm. not not the one that I got. Remember the sixty. I got one of the original twenty thousand that they had in that first shipping. One of the first sixty gigs. Yep. Remember Ooh, that si- big 60 gig hard drive. Remember I had to drive up to Fargo to get it. Remember that 60 gigabyte, but remember the first load of the European PS3s actually didn't have the hardware in it. What? Yeah. 
They had only the uh, GPU, if I'm rightly. The CPU was um, emulated. That's basically where it ended up, isn't it? Yeah, that's where it ended up, but that's how Europe started. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so much here. love for the Europe. Yeah, this isn't PlayStation, well, PlayStation Unchained. This is the Anime Podcast, which is the same website, psu.popping.com. Anyway, Tim, any other stuff? Yeah. Mm-mm. I have. I did discover something uh, anime-wise, um, and it's through this channel I like to follow. It's uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf on YouTube, and it's Bakido, is what it's called, and it's this like really over the top, super silly like martial arts anime manga. And it's been, I guess, the manga's been going since '91, yeah. and it's still going. And it has anime adaptations, and those were late '90s, early 2000s, and it's coming out in America soon, uh, fall-ish sometime on Netflix. And I was really hoping I could come. When I first discovered it on Friday, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I can recommend it. But then, yeah, it didn't happen. So once it finally becomes available, I'm going to try to recommend it. No, you won't. Shut up, Gary, because you guys will watch it. That's why I won't be able to. Oh, my God. You'll watch it before we get there. Sure, blame everybody else. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. Such a Tim thing to do. It is. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Gary. You got me figured out. But yeah, apart from that, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Apart from what that, that's about So, me? I've been pl- watching, yeah, as I said before, the anime of the week. Well, tried to. I watched it. I still don't know what happened, <laughs> but I watched bad. it. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but uh, and Bleach. I've been watching Bleach, and I've been playing this new game, Naruto to Bruto Shinobi Striker, which is a four-player online co-op game um, and a four v four PvP game. Now, I've been doing a lot of co-op, and the, basically for the first week they've doubled the XP, and I'm already like level fifty. It's stupid, um, but. <laughs> As you do, is that cap then? I don't. No, I don't. No, I haven't, I haven't capped yet. So, um, uh, as you do missions with friends, you unlock uh, mentors, and as you do the missions, you get mentor XP, and then once you get a certain amount, you can learn abilities to teach your custom character. Um, like right now, I've learned uh, Sekiro's healing abilities, um, some of. Uh, Yamato's defensive wooden jutsus um, and I'm currently learning under best boy Mitsuki so uh, he actually teaches you sage mode as his final ability so Ooh. Yeah. But, but, but we haven't we don't know what that is though they, they actually have it shown off in the game he uses it <gasps> but spoilers I know it's, <laughs> it's actually really badass hmm. looking so I can't wait till the anime uses well, it well actually um they did show a little bit of it in this last episode. So. That's good. Um, Just a very brief glimpse of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the game's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm currently at B rank missions, but there's A and S rank missions which are higher. Um, there's load a load of B missions I haven't unlocked yet, and then there's still a few C missions I haven't unlocked. Um, as you as you as you unlock them, you get like XP, currency, and scrolls. Scrolls are like little loot boxes that give you cosmetic items. 
you can't buy the scrolls with real money. But you can buy it with the in-game currency and um, yeah, there's no there's no benefit to the costumes. They're literally just uh, the visual styles of each character. Um, there's five thousand different pieces of clothing, so it's quite a bit to you know get. You can get duplicates though, which is a pain in the ass. Can you trade with other players? You cannot trade with other players. That's shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but how do you it, feel about it? Even though there's five thousand pieces, a lot of them are like. Oh, you've unlocked Sasuke color purple top. You've unlocked Sasuke color pink top. You've unlocked Sasuke's color rainbow top or whatever. You know, there's all different versions of the same outfit. Just So it's the same piece, just a different color. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to say the least, but I guess it's okay. I guess it helps you because, you know... It does let you have a bit more customization. That yeah, you're not everyone's not just Sasuke. Yeah, there's just Sasuke in rainbow colors, <laughs> which is what everybody wants to be, right? Yeah, rainbow Sasuke. Um, I mean, if I'm gonna be Sasuke, that's how I want to do it. <laughs> uh, to be honest, right now my healer is dressed up as Mitsuki, so yeah, I have his outfit. So, uh, but my from my range, I use Sai because Sai is awesome. So yeah, I, I for anyone who does like the, the the Naruto games, I do recommend this, but it's it's a lot more PvP heavy than you think, even because that's what it's aimed for. But it does have a decent-ish uh, co-op mode. It's not groundbreaking. It's not best story. Uh, in fact, the whole point of it is the co-op is in like VR. So, you, what? Yeah, yeah, it's VR missions. So the co-op is VR, but yeah. the normal gameplay is all PvP esports. Yeah. Something so, about Chile, are you going to create a, a um a, a team of everybody over in Scarborough and, and then just take <laughs> over the uh, um the Naruto X Boruto uh, um e-sports gaming ring. world? Yeah. No, what I I'll do is the VR I'll, cords I'll... don't reach the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is. I... <laughs> I'm gonna to have to call myself somewhere in Korea though, because you know Korea called themselves England, so. I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would definitely give this a good rating, at, uh, about a seven out of ten, I'd say. Um, because it's pretty good. That's trash. Oh my god, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's good for Naruto fans. If you're not a Naruto fan, you're not gonna like it. I know that sounds stupid, but so many people go up, oh. It's 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 bad, and I don't know who this person is. I'm like, well, why did you buy it? Um, so yeah, seven out of ten, good game, decent. Once I've played some more, I'll be able to give a bit more in-depth review. But yeah, also you get to play, fight against like iconic bosses. So far, I've had to fight the eight tails, nine tails, and perfect Sasano. So now the perfect, perfect Sasano fight was a bitch. So. Yeah. And you're only on B rank missions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you already had to fight Susano. Yeah. Yeah, Tachi and Sasaki work together to summon perfect Susano. Yeah. Did you did you join in on the rebel? <laughs> oh wrong Susano, sorry. Wrong Susano. <laughs> the Revelos. But yeah, so it's a good game. And if there's enough, if they, I bought, the, I got the season pass for my version. So if they keep supporting it well, 
I can see it doing well. Like uh, Xenoverse. Uh, Xenoverse 2 recently got a new DLC patch, which again, I've been playing that bit, which they added Baby Vegeta, which is not a Vegeta as a baby. It's, you know, baby possessing Vegeta. Right, as so he's called in Japan, thanks to Gary. BB, I think. Yes. BB. BB. BB Vegeta. BB-8. Um, and Kefla, which is Tim's favorite girl. Mm. Yeah. What, Kefka's in the game? Yeah, Kef- no, Kefla. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you guys say Kefla, I, I only just think of Kefka from yeah. Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. That would be a different and That's actually really funny. Uh, Gary was, I can't, I can't remember what it, I, every time Ben would bring up Kefla, uh, Kefka from 14, I was like, dude, why are you guys talking about Kefla? <laughs> I wanted to punch him so hard. Like, if it was next to me, I would probably... And no, by the way, Gary just Tim must me. be protected. The English voice actors are really good Thank for them so in, the, in the DLC pack. Um, so yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, that's been some stuff that Naruto and Dragon Ball Oh, there's been another interview with the... Uh, it hasn't been fully translated yet, so I'm going to wait till next week, where they had uh, they did an interview with some of the... Uh, I think it's the voice work, and a bit... I think there was a little bit of an interview with Toriyama, where they talked about the new Super movie, uh, including the fact that confirming that we'll be visiting different planets in the Broly movie, including, I think it was Planet Ban- Bandy or Bambi or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, Planet Vegeta. So it means not, not all the movies sell on Earth, which is interesting. It's also I the... think they're talking about flashbacks, man. Flashbacks. Yeah. Well, of course, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna tell you now that those flashbacks are gonna be a considerable part of the movie. Oh yeah, it's gonna be all flashbacks. Yeah. Like I said, I think Frieza fought, fought Brawly before, and as did Beerus. That's why um, he I told him. He probably saw Brawly's power and he's like, hey, you got to kill the Saiyans because this is, that's a no-no. So yeah, we'll see what happens to that because I want to wait until the translation's done. Also, Dokken Battle celebrating its 250 million downloads. Go go get shafted. Please be excited. Yes, that's. I've been waiting for that prompt for a long time. <laughs> um... So I think we'll go to the Boruto um, sort of roundup. If you want to talk Since about, I'm the only one who watched it. Well, I tried. Okay, I tried all last night until like like seven a.m. Didn't show up for you though. No. Huh? And then I tried this afternoon after watching a bit more about the, this week's anime. Okay. Because I had two episodes left. So. All right. Well, episode seventy-one is entitled "The Hardest Rock in the World." And no, it's not about Rock Lee. That was last week. Boo, um, I think you're done. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I know Rock, Rock Lee is best boy. But um, this, this episode starts with uh, Mitsuki um, having a dream. Um, when uh, he, is, uh, um, he sees uh, Orochimaru and Log uh, trying to sway him to, to go to one of them. And uh, he decides he's not going to do either or, and he uses his sage mode. And we see him go more full on into it where he grows these horns and uh, he gets this really cool looking mask on his face. And you see all these um, spirit snakes all around him. And then that's when he just wakes up and he's a little bit um, perplexed by all this because he's never dreamed before. 
Just like uh, in the uh, previous arc, he had never uh, wanted to eat before. So Mitsuki is changing as, uh, we, as we progress through these seasons in uh, Boruto. Um, so he's talking with uh, the rest of his team and Chocho at Thunderburger. I, I want a Thunderburger, <laughs> though, now. That's what the place is called. It's called Thunderburger. That's, that's fantastic. You, you didn't know that? No. I don't yeah, like it. I've never seen Naruto, so. It's Thunderburger. And this is actually new to Boruto. They didn't have it in, uh, um, in Naruto at all. But um, he, he's telling his, uh, his friends all about this. He's trying to figure out what he wants to order there because he's never expressed any interest in, uh, in getting anything there. So they're all like trying to figure out. Chocho's getting upset at him because he's taking too long to order and she's hungry. And. Um, and he ends up getting the same thing that uh, Boruto gets. And um, so he's telling him about this dream. And Shikadai and Inojin decide to join them. And uh, it's kind of funny because they're all commenting at Inojin because he's got a little baby chicken on his shoulder. And uh, it, it, it's absolutely adorable. It looks like a baby uh, chocobo, honestly. But Yes. Um, so they ask why he's got a, a, a baby chick on his shoulder, and uh, they tell him it's because they had just finished uh, their mission uh, to help out at a uh, chicken farm. And um, he found this egg, and it hatched in his hands, and uh, the baby chick imprinted on him that uh, Energian was its mama. So now the, the, the chick is inseparable. But where that comes into is it makes Mitsuki think that it is what he's thinking uh, something similar is what he's you know being is is he being forced to think the way he is because he's not sure about his origins or you know what his role really is so he's starting to question himself. Um, so that's how the first part of the the uh, the show goes. Um, after that, we go into a uh, um, the uh, into Naruto's uh, offices because they decide to. Um, reconvene the five Kage and, and have another meeting with the, all that's been going on with the uh, um, Otsutsuki clan and uh, everything that's been happening with that. They actually bring in some of the former Kage as well because they're extremely concerned as to what the next step is going to be. Um, so they've got um, the... the, the, the uh, Trying to think of who, so they've got the the former uh, um, Raikage there, the former uh, uh, Mitsukage, and um, the former uh, Hokage there. Um, but the former Suchikage is that to is, Sunday or is it um, Kakashi? No, it's it, it's Kakashi. Aww. Um, they, yeah, they they didn't show um. Tsunade, um in this part of the episode, but they did show it in the uh, um, the um, preview for the next episode, so she might be around still. But uh, they were commenting that the uh, the former Suchikage was missing, um, and they were kind of concerned because he he was up, he had joined the current um, Kage, but uh, kind of got separated um, when when they uh, went to the offices. So they decided to have all of the different uh, um, ninjas try and find him throughout the city. And uh, basically what ends up happening is, of course, because of plot, um, Team 7 ends up finding them, finding him uh, inadvertently, in fact, because the 
passing out flyers to who they were looking for, and somebody had snagged it out of um, Minsky's hand, and of course it, it was uh, the former uh, Suchikage. Um, I'm trying to remember what his name is. Uh, why can't I on, think of on his the, name? Enrico, Enrico, something like that. No, it started uh, with an O. Onoki. Onoki, that's it. Onoki, that's what it is. Um, so basically, they 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 ask him to to follow them back to the uh, Hokage's offices, but he's like, well, you know, I'm over a hundred years old, and I just want to uh, you know enjoy you know my my time as best as I can. So. Um, he asks them to uh, show him around, and in exchange for that, he he will answer a question borrowed to him. So, about this before, is the hardest rock in the world. Giggity. Oh my! And no, it's not that. <laughs> the hardest rockly? No. God damn it! No. Rockly is not the hardest. Metal lake. I mean. Well, he's not a rock. He is a uh, mineral. He's a mineral. (laughs) (laughs) Better than being a vegetable, but um. Um, So anyway, they uh (laughs) they they agree and they they start taking him around. They take him uh they go eat some dango and man uh, does Anoki ever eat dango? I mean, just tons and tons of it. They go shopping with him and um. As they are walking by this uh, construction scene, there is a uh, iron beam that they're trying to crane up to the top. But of course, because of plot, the cable snaps and is about to fall on this uh, this, this bypasser, a bystander. And as uh, um, the three of them are watching this happen, uh, Onoki gets up from out of his uh, motorized wheelchair and basically you know flies over like he does. Uses his particle jutsu, and uh, basically uh, destroys the um, the beam before it can hit this person. And uh, basically, those kids are all like, "Oh, they, it's real!" They didn't really believe that who he was, or that you know that maybe it was like an embellished story. But we all know Onoki is pretty badass. Yeah, I'll be honest. I um, would have liked to admit just made it lighter than complained that yeah, there was stupid oh, but, enough not to move. And then um. So once he does that, he actually ends up passing out because of all the exertion. Um, as he starts to come to, he uh, he thinks he see he sees um, a, a young boy, um, and he reaches out for him. And he call he calls out the name Kozuchi, um, and then uh, he 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 comes to and he sees that it's actually Boruto. And uh, so as as they are walking along and they find this little park to sit in, they ask him. So you, you said this name earlier, Kozucho, Kozuchi. What is that? Um, Onoki ends up uh, explaining that uh, Kozuchi was his grandson, and uh, he died at a young age. So they're all kind of sad about that, but uh, because of everything that happened today, Onoki decides that he is going to go ahead and uh, answer Boruto's question. And he 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 looks behind this by this tree and he finds three rocks and he puts them up on the bench and he says to uh, Team Seven, "So which one of these is the hardest rock in the world?" So Sarada picks one, and Boruto picks another, 
and he asked Mitsuki to pick one, and Mitsuki's like, no, I think I'm going to – I'm good. I'm not going to pick one. And uh, he proceeds to tell uh, Boruto and uh, Serata that they're both wrong. That is, though, neither, neither of those – not any one of the rocks they picked up were the hardest rock in the world. The actual hardest rock in the world is the bedrock that is within you. That it is your will that is that is that needs to be the hardest rock in the world, and you know you you can go through your life and have just a whole bunch of stuff happen, but as long as you stay true to yourself, and uh, and 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 hone your own will, that you that that will never break, and that is the hardest rock in the world. And he comments on this because it's the same question that he had asked Naruto years back. And you know, Boruto's are like, oh, that old man of mine. I I thought he was trying to be slick and and make up this question for me. And he's like, no, no. Finds out that uh, it was something that he came that he was passing on that he had learned from Onoki. So, so that's basic. And he basically says to them that uh, you know, any if you guys are ever in the land of Earth, you know, to stop by and say hi because you know he really grew. Um, took a shining to them and he really enjoyed the, the, the time that he was able to spend with, with team seven and they take him back to the Kage summit. And, uh, that for the most part ends the episode, but, uh, at the, right at the very end, um, Mitsuki goes home and he discovers that his window has been opened and he, uh, carefully checks through his, his apartment. um, and he sees that somebody had placed an envelope on his bed. Um, we don't get to see what the contents are, but we see that after he's read it, he um, decide he he burns it after it's been read. And then at the very very end of the episode, there are two shinobi who are sitting at guard duty at the border of the village, who are attacked with a lightning style um, jutsu. And uh, that's where we end. So I guess I thought it was a cute episode because the interaction between Team Seven and uh, the former Suchikage, it was just really cute seeing, you know, an old man just, you know, trying to have his way, you know, didn't want to go through the boring um, meetings of, uh, you know, this day-to-day drudgery that he had to deal with when he was uh, the Suchikage and instead just enjoy his time and, and share his wisdom with uh, the next generation. So like I said, it was, it was a cute episode filler that leads into the, the next storyline potentially, because they were talking about their plans on what they need to do. Um, if more of the Otsuki clan decides to come and attack, they need to be ready for that. So yeah, that's that's that. Any questions on it? No, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, um, the the lead up to the next episode, it's called uh, Mitsuki's Will. Yay! Um, so it's gonna be about Best Boy Mitsuki. Best boy. Um, it looks like he has decided to disappear, and, and and go on a journey to maybe find himself. They really didn't explain a lot, but it has to do with with that letter that he read. Um, but I'm not sure how much that has to do with the uh, attack on the uh, um, guards at the gate. Oh. If it was him that did it, if it was somebody else who was coming in, you know, to, to kind of waylay this whole thing. So, 
It's going to be interesting. That sounds good. Thank I just you wish there was somebody else I could have talked with this about because I felt like I was just jabbering on the whole time. I enjoyed the jabbering, the jibber-jabbers. The, the jib-jabber? The jib-jabbers. All right. So, yeah, that was... Like I said, I thought it was a good follow-up episode to, uh, you know, the, to the Metal Lee episode we had last week. I think there needs to be more Metal Lee. Uh, I hope. I think there will be. Yes. Because I think there's going to be a lot of uh, um, growth in his character as well as a lot of the other uh, ninjas. I mean, because we we basically have the four teams that we're following throughout this series, and then we get to see some of the uh, behind the scenes with what's going on with Naruto and the rest of the leadership in, in, the, in uh, the Hidden Leaf Village, as well as a lot of the other ninja villages around um, the, the, the Naruto world. The ninja world, I guess they call it. Sounds good. So, I guess we should go to My Hero next. Who watched My, My Hero? Hero? I liked this episode of My Hero, but I was actually kind of pissed off, too. Really? I thought it was one of the best ones. Oh, it was, but it was the ending that pissed me off. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyway, it's gone back from the spin, uh, the the little side story, which was to tie into the movie that's out now in Japan, or has been out now, but it'll be out here soon. Yeah, at the end of the month. And maybe in Europe. I don't know. I can't seem to find any cinemas that play it. 2020. Um, (laughs) my vision is not 2020 because I cannot find a single cinema Um, anyway anyway we got back to the gang orca attacking the um, like the training exercise they're doing right now well not they're not they're attacking because of the training exercise should we say the training exercise was them rescuing civilians but to simulate that was part one of it. Yeah. But to simulate villains attacking during the rescue, they had the gang orca attack during it. Which is yep. part two. Well what they did at the very beginning of the episode, they actually cut to three weeks prior to the uh, yeah. um to the um the test where they actually had the planning committee, uh you know, the hero safety committee uh sitting there trying to figure out what they're going to do for this test. And it was actually um requested uh, by, um, I believe the police. Yeah. To uh, to include this portion in the test because of um, basically All Might's uh, retirement. retirement and how they need he a was, new icon. For they, it. Exactly. Well, they need somebody to step up first. Or eventually. Endeavor. But it, it, yeah, Endeavor is so <laughs> far down, and he is nowhere near as charismatic oh. and uh, um and, and as the the people's hero that uh, all might was yeah. what they what they want in the meantime is they want to develop a group of of um heroes that a can mis- group of misfits that they can gather together and they should call them the a team i don't think so <laughs> uh, anyway let's go back the um Anyway, they decide to keep. They basically their idea was to bring the all the survivors to well, all the people that well, yeah, survivors to the uh, rescue stations. So that yep. means it was easier for the gang orca to focus attacks on that. So they had to def- try to move them away from the area to get them up to safety, 
while at the same time um, trying to attack and defend them from the um, Orca troops. Yeah, so basically what they're trying to, to determine at this point is what is the uh, um, these uh, students' can, strategy well, can they to... use their quirks in a strategic manner without their and wasted... Can they do it yeah. by working with other people yeah. who they do not know much about or have worked with in the past? Yeah. Uh... So... So at this point, what they do is is um, they get a number of people to evacuate the uh, where they have set up the the first aid station and move it to a different area, while they um, try and hold off Gang Orca and his uh, his group of henchmen at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and keep them from doing bad it. Bad guys. Ooh. Um. Uh, yeah. Yo Shindo. Um, takes the uh, initiative to try and, and stop the henchman by using his, his, um, his vibrate quirk. Yeah. Yep, his quake ability. Yeah. And, and um, that did not do that. In fact, it, it would have slowed them down if it wasn't for Gang Orca sort of overpowering it. Yep, because um, he can do what, orc, what orcas do, yeah. even on land. Yeah, even on land. <laughs> that, is, that is the funniest explanation yeah. of a quirk ever. Um, but basically, he has a, a, an attack called the Orcanus Ray. Yeah. Um. That he can use that to paralyze um, would-be uh, attackers and uh, keep them from... I'll be honest, I um, didn't know orcas could paralyze you, so... Neither did I, but it's 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 based off of a, uh, um, like, uh, um, Sonic. Sonic! I mean, I think... Not, 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 they're not, um, <laughs> what's-his-face from... <laughs> Sorry. Street Fighter, come on. <laughs> but his music um, goes with everything. Yeah... No. Yeah, yeah, it does. But as uh, um, Yo gets knocked back by this Orcanus Ray, uh, we get two other people coming in to, to try and stop yeah. uh, Gang Orca. And, that and was that's Todoroki uh, and oh, Ish, uh, in, Inasa. That's Inasa. I, Inasa, yes. Uh, basically, Todoroki decides to use his ice to try and slow them down, but they pretty much just sort of broke right through it. And it looked like that he was going to get his ass kicked, if I'm honest, at one point. Um, which would have been nice. I like Todoroki, but he's always he's always winning. I would have liked him to have lost. For, I know we saw him lost, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, well, I took that for a bit. I was like, yes. Really, though? He does. This, this yeah, episode does. Is, is amazing oh, because yeah. we, we, we get a little bit of behind the scenes as yeah. to why uh, Inasa yeah. has such a, an issue with yeah. Endeavor and now with Todoroki. Yeah. Basically, because at this point, these two, they, at, right now, at, at this moment, they cannot work together. They're trying to use some of their best attacks. Yeah. Um, Todoroki tries to send a, a, a yeah, flame attack at and him. He just blows while, it away. Well, he, he's not intending to do it, but yeah. those it ends up screwing it up because the, the wind and the flame, they kind of work against each other and, and it pushes it up to be fair and, and you say he doesn't I, I think he did a little bit, Just a little no, bit. They, they, they didn't they, they're upset because they're both yeah. trying to take the lead on this but they're not working together yeah. to, to, to uh, connect their attacks um, yeah. and what happens then is, is the henchmen come back and they have these uh, weapons that basically shoot uh, concrete yeah um, and, and it hits um Todoroki in the arm, 
basically not allowing him to utilize a lot of his attacks. And then it, um, then they also hit Inasa up in the air, which keeps him from being able to hand, uh, to control his wind like he used to. And it, and it, keep, and it knocks him down to the ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they would, they did pretty well after that, though, when they started working together. Um, they made like a fire tornado pretty much. Well, before that, they get into a flashback, like what I was talking about earlier. They, they, they show that um, Inasa, it was just this, you know, really excited kid who loved, um, you know, different and amazing things. And yeah. he loved heroes because of how, you know, how much that they, they did to, to help people yeah. and, and how amazing they were. When he went to try and uh, get an autograph from Endeavor... They got, he wouldn't even look him in the eye. He knocked the, the um, sign off from a, from his hand, and he says, "You're in the way, kid." Wow. And to be fair, I endeavor as a dick. Yeah, but I mean, at that moment, yeah. uh, Inasa knew that Endeavor was not a very good person, and he wanted to make sure that if you were ever to become a hero, that he would be the hero that would not be like that. Yeah. They then move forward. Uh, to the uh, um, the test to get into UA Academy, where uh, Inasa is there as well as uh, and uh, Todoroki is kind of just you know he's focused on trying to get into the school because he wants to prove his dad wrong. Yeah. But in doing so, he is basically ignoring Inasa, who who sees that he is a very powerful um, person, and he wants to get to know him and become friends with him, but the way he, they go about it, um, he ends up giving him the exact same eyes, and he says, I, I, I don't have time for this. You're in my way. Yeah, it's... To be fair, that's, that's what... Until Todoroki met Midori, that's what he was like, really. Exactly. It wasn't but until then, Midori's influence that he started to... His, his icy heart was melted by his fiery quirk. His fiery passion. Yeah. It's but it was at that moment you. that that Todoroki realized that he had met Inasa back then. Yeah. And and he remembered what had happened and he realized that hey, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe I was a little bit of a prick then and uh, we need to you know do yeah. better at that. And he, he he never intended to ever be like his father even though what he ended up doing was exactly what uh, um Endeavor would do. But it, it was at that moment that they both realize that hey you know yes we're very yeah. different people but we have the same goal here we need to stop this guy they took what they had learned from their mistakes in in trying to attack gang orca and they used that to like you said then create this fire tornado around him and at this point i thought it was amazing what uh, yeah. um todoroki did because he he had been working really hard to um engage both the fire and the cold yeah. at the exact same time. That's one of his trainings he was doing during the little arc beforehand, where they, yeah, yeah. during the summer arc, where they were, te- yeah, pushing their quirks to the limits. And then yes. they, when it, they were making their ultimate moves, he kind of started practicing more how to use his fire and ice at the same time. Yep. He um, was having difficulty doing it while yeah. moving, but because yeah. he was basically immobile, because they were knocked yeah. to the ground and uh, hit with that, uh, um, yeah. that concrete. He was able to engage both quirks at the same time. Oh, we also and... missed the scene. I think I think it was before that, where um, 
they went to engage and they got pushed away and it nearly hit the other student so Midori saved him oh yeah there, that was another part yeah because yeah. when they were they, they, they when they tried to do the fire and, and yeah. the wind at the yeah. same time it ended up knocking it over Midori's and like, almost no oh. just no stop it what are you guys doing yeah yeah so he, he, and that's I think where when we got the um yeah. the cutscene yeah. the, the the flashback. Thank you for for bringing it up because I yeah, did almost I forget about it because they, they kept going to that. You'd always you'd hear Midori in the background. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. In fact, later and on, that's... Midori helps um, uh, Gang Orca's like, oh, they're paralyzed on the floor, and Midori just jumps in and smashes his arm. Oh, yeah. And it's at that moment that the test ends. Yeah. Because they they talk about through this whole bit what the test entails is yeah. basically they need to hold off the uh, um, the villains attacking while they get all of the HUC members saved and as yeah. soon as the last member is saved the test ends. Yeah. So it and we also got uh, uh, to see um, uh, Su Suyu come in with uh, her uh, her she she comes in with a camouflage ability and and then yeah. she knocks Gang Orca. Away well with her tongue, or no? It was uh, some of her the henchmen. Yeah, and a few others come in to help out because it was Let's just go. it was really well done. So then they they uh, they all change. They go back into the, to the uh, ante room, and then they are about to announce. Um, they, they tell everybody what the scoring was. Everybody starts at a, at a hundred points, and based on their performance, they get they had to you know if they made mistakes or. Um, they did something wrong, they, they would get points deducted by the HUC members as well as all of the people who were uh, proctoring this exam. There were 100 people watching this exam, and each, each of the participants had one person that was scoring them. Yeah. If their score would drop below 50, they fail. So oh. they're about to announce who all passed and who all failed, and you see Midoriya looking up at the screen, and he's like, um, me, 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 me. and he, he seemed to go. <gasps> then it cuts. And off. it cuts. And it cuts. That's yeah. what pissed me off. Yeah. I hope he didn't fail. As I said before, I I mm. hate the fact that he failed last time, and I really hope yeah. they don't do a f failure again. Well, I'm hoping that uh, you know. I I know they're gonna. They, no, but they probably didn't get a perfect score. Yeah. There's no way. Well, yeah, they failed but, like the start, so. But yeah, well, they made mistakes. I'm hoping it wasn't enough to fail them outright. Yeah. Um, it was a good episode. I did watch the next episode preview though. Okay, basically, what the the preview is at that point, um, what we get to see is um, Bakugo calls out Midoriya and wants to talk with him. So they're they're going to have a discussion about his quirk. So that's basically what's going to end up happening. That'll be interesting to hear. I don't know how many episodes are left on this season, though. It's been like a really long season. Let's see here. I would say we're probably... This might be the last episode of the season if it's 12 episodes per season. If it's 13, then we've got four more. Because the wiki only lists the next episode, so... Actually, they say this is the 21st episode of the third season, so... yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a very long season because the first two seasons were only about twelve, weren't they? Yeah. So I'm not sure what exactly uh, um, is constituting their season this year. So. 
But like I said, regardless, I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping there isn't a big break between season three and four. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I am in the way. Because with these types of shows, especially with you know, Japan, if you've rushed the seasons, the animation quality goes down. So I don't, I don't want a long gap, but I want a long gap because I want the quality to be just as high. Well, that and you, you want to make sure that... Um, well, maybe they had an opportunity to get a lot of work done on this particular uh, show, which is why they've got a longer season here. Yeah. But a lot of times you only get a couple of weeks gap between uh, seasons. That's true. It all depends on the uh, um, animation studio, how big it is, um, how much of it relies on computers, and how much of it is hand-drawn. Yeah. That's a number of factors. And how many animators they actually have working on each episode. But like I said, this was I'm I'm I like this arc. I'm hoping that uh, we get a good um, closure to it on next week's episode. And uh, like I said, I want to see more and more of this. I love the growth we're starting to see with these uh, these students, even the ones who were very um, different, you know, and, and and polar opposites of each other, starting to work together. So I guess we'll go to Attack on Titan now, where I can shut up and not talk. Yay! Yay, Attack on Titan. We can actually Gary to join us. Oh, yay. Tim, have you been watching <laughs> Attack on Titan as well? I haven't enjoyed Attack on Titan once. So no. No? No. I watched the first season a couple times when it was just the first season, and I, I still couldn't come to terms with it, so I haven't. It is a very, very confusing show. I, I, it's, I find it enjoyable, though, and we're learning more and more about it as it goes on, but it, it takes a lot of these episodes to actually start to really let things make sense. Like, the second season helped me to understand more of the first season, and things are starting to fall into place now, so. That's a lot. Are they, time. though? It is a long time because, I mean, uh, season one was back in, what, 2013? Yep. And then season two wasn't until last year? Yep. Or something like that. So, I mean, there was a big gap between the first uh, chunk of episodes and then seasons two and three. So, I actually had to binge up on two to get caught up. But anyway, so we start with uh, episode one, Gary? Sure. Uh, let's do it. We can talk about it. Right, this um, one is called Smoke Signal. Yes. And what happens? We we begin. They they start the episode with what them living in a little shack now. The the scouts, I believe it is. Am yes. I right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And Aaron is essentially a housemaid at this point. <laughs> He's cleaning the house, and everybody's there. And um, I don't know. Like, it's it's so hard for me to talk about the story because I don't get it. And where in the time frame, like, I don't understand how much time has passed since the end of season two and the start of season three. Well, a little bit of time has passed because they they say that uh, Aaron's hair has gotten a little bit more shaggy and they've been kind of hiding out a little bit because a lot of shit happened at the end of season two. Yes. I mean, this the reason why they're in hiding is because, you know, they're being hunted basically by, um, the, um, the other squads 
the the, the, the scout squad is uh, um is basically being targeted. But why? They know too much. About what? Well, I they, don't they, even know too much. I don't know anything. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you remember in the, the second season, they, they had Pastor Nick, right? He was the, uh, the uh, minister of the Church of the Wall. Yes. And they knew some of the secrets of what the walls were. So, you know, the, the, the scout squads had this pastor, and they were basically trying to get it. They were trying to get information from him. They didn't get a lot, but because of what happened with the uh, um the uh, the uh, the other titans like with the the um uh, the, the, the 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 can't think of their names now again um the 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 colossal titan and the armored titan guy yeah um I don't know there's yeah, too many names talking. there's way too many names in that show through a demon. lot of names but you know who we're talking about <clears throat> yeah uh yeah based, because of what happened there the scout squad was blamed for all of these uh um, events and they're being uh, sought after and hunted by the government, and mainly because in in their custody is Aaron and Historia. Mm-hmm. And we find out why Historia is now important to the story. Yes, because can we say it? We can say it. Yeah, yeah, it's been tips. Yeah, she's the rightful heir to the kingdom. Um. And essentially, the king they have now sucks at his job. Well, he's not the king. He's a figurehead. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Even worse. Um, and I think they get into that in this episode. I think it's. Uh, I think I'm going into season, uh, episode two here a little bit. Okay. Talk about the king. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm. I'm up to see to episode five. I think now. So that's why I might be a little bit more ahead. So I'm trying to not spoil things. So I apologize. No, no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, I, they're all being hunted. Aaron, for some reason, uh, can no longer control his Titan form. Um, every time he's transforming, he's transforming incomplete. And um, they can't figure out why. And I guess he can't figure it out either. Um, I've also noticed his attitude is completely different now. Um He's no longer this hot-headed character that he was. He's kind of become a sissy now. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's what I've noticed, and that might be affecting why he's not able to transform. Yeah, he's questioning what is going on because you know he, before he didn't really know what was going on with the Titans, but then now with uh, you know what they had what they had gone through at the end of the last season. You know, and that fight and him discovering, you know, that there are so many more Titans, you know, that in human form. And he's, he's starting to question his, his self and what he's doing there and why he is, uh, why is he, you know, which side is he supposed to be on? He, he doesn't know what's going on right now. He's, so he, there's a lot of questions in his head. But yeah, he is definitely losing control of, of the, um, of of his ability to transform, and I think when he did that scream, I think that that kind of uh, um, shook him a bit as well. The fact that he was controlling other titans with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they're essentially trying to train him at this point in order to use this ability that he's discovered he has. Yep. 
Well, um, they, they want him to be able to uh, use the hard, the Titan hardening ability to, to be able to fill in uh, gaps in the wall because they discovered that the wall is made of Titans. Mm-hmm. And see, that that's the one thing that bothered me is that happened so early on in the second season. And then the second half of that season, you pretty much kind of forget that whole thing because the second half is essentially them fighting on top of the wall and all the stuff that happens afterwards. So I, I completely forgot about the whole wall situation and the pastor. Um, and when I started season three, I'm like, who the fuck is this pastor? Why do I even care about this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you for reminding me now, like you said it and it clicked right away. Um, but yeah, it's a, there's just this big gap between that part of the story and what happened with the fighting and stuff and with the Titans. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, the, the pastor they find out was murdered. Um, they say it was just some random killing, uh, in, in the house, but then they discovered that, um, it was actually, uh, the God, what are they called? Um, they're pretty much like the town guard or something. Like yeah. That. Um, the military police. Yes, uh, that they killed the him first, and they yeah, tortured the first, him. The first interior squad of the military police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they tortured him and, and they killed him trying to get information about scouts and you know what they know about the wall conspiracy thing going Um, And, and you know, uh, one of the scouts, uh, she was the one that was incapacitated at the end of season two. She couldn't walk anymore, um, but she can now. I don't remember her name. She's the redhead. Oh, that would be... She's, she's the one trying to train Aaron into controlling his Titan. Hanchi. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and she was really good friends, and she noticed that he'd been tortured rather than just a random killing by some random guy. Um, and that's when they kind of discovered that, you know, the military police is after them. They kind of have to leave the little shack that they've that they kind of built for themselves uh to hide out in um as the military police closes in and they decide to enact a plan to hide in the city in plain sight pretty much um and the whole thing is to protect Aaron and um what's her name again Historia Historia because they now know well actually do they even find out that Historia is the rightful heir? Like, the scouts know this? I believe so. Because I, I the way I understood it is only um, that one lady knew that was trying to get Ymir? her to come with him. Yeah. Amir knew from the I way thought, I understood it, but nobody else knew. I thought that she had told them at, when they were going through that, that first battle at, the, at that abandoned castle. Historia told them? Yes. Because her, like something about her memory had come back. Huh. Maybe. Well, again, like you said, um, so much has been going on that it's really hard to remember a lot of the moments. But either way, um, they need to protect the two of them. Aaron is pretty much useless at this point um, because he's completely shooken up. As you say, he's probably shooken up and he doesn't really know what to do anymore. So he can't even use, you know, the, the weapons that they used to kill the Titans anymore. Um, so they decide to kind of, you know, move them around the city as they go on ahead and kind of scout the area to make sure that nobody's going to attack them. Um, 
and apparently uh, the some some sort of information leaks, and they get kidnapped by. Well, they don't get kidnapped. They they enact a plan to pretty much use uh, doubles that look like them, uh, which was um, his friend, the blonde-haired kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because they 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 basically end up splitting off in two teams. There's one team that goes through the city with the the doubles, and then there's another one that goes through with actually with Aaron and um, Historia. Yes. No, I, yeah, I don't yeah, remember, well, yeah, but I don't remember who who it was. Ah. Uh, uh, it was his. It was Jean and Armin. That's who it was. Yes, yes. Ar- Armin was disguised as Historia, um, yep. and, and Jean was uh, was um, Aaron. Yeah, and they're the ones that get captured um, and taken into some warehouse where they're about to be tortured, and one of the guys starts molesting Aaron. Uh, not Aaron. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the Historia double. Armin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Armin, and he's just like, "What the hell's going on?" Um, and you know, and and the the other scouts they kind of go in, they they capture them with um, the the other girl that Aaron's best friend, the chick. Um, yeah, uh, see what I mean? All these names, so I can't many names. I'm comprehending. Uh, anyway, it, it's the three of them. Like they're the, the three best friends, Aaron, and those two. Oh, Mikasa. Um, anyway, Mikasa, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so they they pretty much captured these these guys who kidnapped them, and they kind of uh, they don't start interrogating them. They kind of leave them uh, there uh, tied up, and um, they kind of start watching the 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 wagon that Aaron and Historia are in to make sure that it doesn't get ambushed. And turns out that they knew exactly where they were, and they pretty much get attacked by this, I guess, secret group of assassins, pretty much, uh, that I like to think of them, where they kind of move around the same as uh, the scouts do, but instead of the swords, they have these big-ass shotgun cannons that they use, um, which I think are kind of way more effective than their swords are. (laughs) Well, they're anti-personnel weapons, and they're not anti-Titan weapons. But they do some serious damage. They like bulls and walls take out buildings. Yep, and and but they also take out a, a good number of uh, um, Levi's scout squad. Yes, yeah, so the bodies just start dropping left and right. Um, and one of the 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 leader of this group is someone that. What's his name? The the leader of the scouts. The well, uh, it, it's somebody Levi. Levi. Knows. Yeah, uh, he used to be, I guess, roommates with him, and he's essentially the psycho serial killer. Um, Kenny the Ripper. Yeah, that they were hunting for a long time, and now apparently he works for the people that were hunting him as this crazy assassin. Um, Yeah, so he just starts, they just start massacring a lot of the scouts. Um, And we get this crazy chase scene where Eren and Historia are trying to get away in this wagon, while being pursued by these assassins, while um, the Ripper is doing battle with Levi. Yes. Yeah, and Levi is kind of able to to kind of hold his own against him, even though he has close-range weapons. Like, he's able to throw his weapons at him. He's able to dodge a lot of his shots and stuff like that. So he, he's, he's clearly showing why he's a badass, finally. Um, 
I've always wanted to see why he's so good. And we saw glimpses of it when the, he fought Titans and stuff. But now we see, I see personally, why he's such a high-ranking member of the team. Yeah. Um, he, he's really good at maneuvering with things. Yeah. Um, so much action in this episode. I mean, it, it, a lot of stuff happens here. And we get, it brought up a lot more questions. Why is this uh, elite military unit, uh, you know, basically doing uh, um, urban warfare at this point? You know, why are, are they the ones who are going after all of this, you know? Yeah, and, and why are they employing a, a serial killer? Yeah, and, and again, it just continues to raise questions before we get answers to other questions we have. Like, why are these people trying, essentially killing the people that are standing against the Titans from destroying the city? Um, you're wiping them out, and then what are you going to do when the Titans come? It's almost as if they're trying to tell me at this point that whoever's in charge of the city, the big official guys, can already either control the Titans or know what the Titans are doing. They, they seem, to me, I feel like they have some sort of in with the Titans. Either one of them is the big ape Titan, um, and they, they just know what to do and how to stop the Titans at this point. Um, thus, they don't care about wiping out the, the one thing standing in the way of the Titans and, and destroying the cities, which is essentially the scouts. Yep. And this kind of leads into the next episode then called Pain. Yes. Oh, the Naruto crossover oh. I've been waiting for. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, so, so the battle on the rooftops continues and regular people are just minding their own business because they don't know what the hell is going on in the sky. Uh, <laughs> these guys are flying around. But um, yeah, uh, Levi kind of gets the upper hand on, on the Ripper. Uh, he throws a chair at him and then shoots him with a shotgun that's behind a, a bar where he gets cornered. So he gets cornered in a bar, and he's pretty much surrounded knowing there's... Um, and he kind of com- comes up with this crazy plan where he, he is able to actually get away from them, which was pretty cool how he did it. Um, but yeah, Aaron and Historia essentially get kidnapped, um, and they lose them. And they go back and they start interrogating the two guys that captured uh, their, their, their doubles. And they kind of pretty much don't really know anything. Yeah. So <clears throat> we learned that the, the people who had captured them initially, or the, the, uh, they captured the um, doubles. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a guy named, they, they called the boss. It was Demo Reeves. He's a businessman in, uh, in, 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 tr- in the city. And uh, basically uh, Levi talks with him and he convinces him that, you know what, what we're doing here is, is actually in the best interest for humanity, you know, and he actually, and he convinces him to, to work with them to try and uh, make things right for, for the people of, of, of the town here. Okay. Um, oh, wait, wait, so maybe that was further on. Hold on a second. I'm, uh, I, might have ahead. <laughs> I might have skipped ahead. We, we were, yeah, you were talking about the, the building where they were in, right? A lot of uh, stuff happens here. Yeah, the, the, the warehouse where they, they left him yeah. there. But 
they 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 essentially start torturing them, and they believe that you know they admit that they tortured the priest, and um they they oh, believe oh, they're doing it for the for the right reasons. Okay, I I know what part you're talking about now. You're talking about where they they captured uh, I believe it's uh, the two of the squad members, Ralph and Sanus. Yes, the, where, yes, yes. Yeah, because Levi and uh, and Hange were uh, were torturing Sanus is the is the captain I believe. Or the the higher ranked of the two, mm-hmm. and I mean the torture scene was actually a little bit. It, they didn't show a lot of, it, but it was pretty brutal sounding. Even what they were yeah. doing to him, and, and it seemed like Hanje was uh, really enjoying herself a little too much, or <laughs> made it seem like she was. Yeah, um, I mean but, they were ripping off fingernails and beating the crap out of out of Sanis and yeah, but but they realized. Talk. Yeah, they realized that he wasn't going to talk, so they came up with a plan to essentially convince the other guy they captured to read off this letter. Like, they kept the door open a little bit so he would hear, and he pretty much, like, just said a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't really any truth to it, but it essentially it incriminated him and, and, and the other guy in what was going on, like, all capturing Aaron and all that and talking about how he hated him and all essentially reading from a letter that they were holding in front of him so uh the other guy wouldn't be able to see it. and then he heard it and you know they kind of came back later to finish up the torture and then he just starts talking right away because he realizes that there's nobody that's on his side anymore so yep. what's the point it was at that point that he fully revealed that the uh, Rice family is the true royal family and the current king in place is nothing but a placeholder. The ones that are running the country right now are, are the people who are his, uh, um, his um, squ- uh, what do we call them? His, like his cabinet, you know, his, his advisors. Mm-hmm. That group of uh, four um, high-ranking uh, members from, the, from, the royal, from these... Uh, High, high, high-born families, so to speak. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, essentially, um, the the episode kind of ends with with Aaron kind of tied up on the bed, and uh, one of these, I believe it's one of the officials, kind of hugging Historia. That is actually Rod Rice. Rod, that Rice. is her father. Oh, okay. So the, are we he, then? He's the the true heir to the throne. He is. In all intents and purposes, he is the king. But he's just—he's essentially being held prisoner as well, is what I'm understanding. Right? Um, because if he's king, then who? Why is somebody else running the country? Why did they have a placeholder instead of him? It's a very confusing story. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like I started the season not understanding any goddamn thing was going on. I'm like, why aren't we fighting titans anymore? Why are we killing each other? Uh yeah. There's a bit that we skipped, um, where because the, the uh, um, in the royal capital, the all the, those officials were talking about the retrieval of Aaron and Historia in the throne room. Uh, they're trying to decide how to deal with the matter using the power of law they, that they always have. Um, and at, because th- th- this is where I'm confused, because a messenger arrives from Rod Rice. Uh, with news that they had successfully captured Aaron and Historia, so they conclude that they no longer need to take action. So they basically are, are they were going to send the uh, um, 
that 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 first squad of military police out, you know, to to find them again, but they no longer believe that they need to. Okay. Yeah, that was a a bit that happened, you know, towards the beginning of the episode, I think. Yeah, shortly after the the bar episode, the bar portion. Okay. And yeah, because the uh, um at that point we see the um the wa- the wagon go through those doors, and we thought that they had gotten away. Um, and that uh, Aaron and, and Historia were safe, but that's when we learned that they had actually been captured. Mm-hmm. So, so much that happens, and like I said, I'm a few episodes ahead, so I'm trying to go back and recall everything that's happening. Thank God for uh, um, fandom Wikipedias, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like seriously, and it's been very helpful. So shout out to uh, the Attack on Titan Wikia <laughs> for helping to realize what's going on here. Yeah, but but yeah. Sorry about the name stuff too, because there's so many freaking characters in that show. There's probably like thirty characters. characters at this point that we have to know. Um, yeah, it 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 gets really hard. But like I said, it it'll start to make more sense the further on you get. Um, so I believe episode three should have just been released today. Uh, it'll be released later, yeah. Or it'll be it'll be coming out shortly. I, I checked it before we started our Unchained podcast, and it hasn't been up yet. So sounds good. So yeah, we'll so we will talk about that episode. Um, um, I may hold off on watching the the next uh, uh subbed episode for a little bit then, just to like maybe get caught so we're both caught up at the same okay. point. Because like, like I said, it gets confusing when you're four episodes ahead. Yeah. So the, sh- the show is just so confusing. Like but there's I, just so much. I think a lot, like I said, it does seem confusing, but I think the story is starting to, the storytelling is starting to make more sense. Yeah. I just, I just wonder how much longer they can go because I think it's starting to wear on the audience and their fans that they're just throwing more and more into it without giving you any proper answers to anything. And that um, makes sense. And I think it's really starting to really irritate. Like the, the reason that, you know, obviously season two took so long to do is because they didn't even think season one was going to be popular. So they didn't even bother getting ready for season two, but I took off so much that yeah, that's the, why. The, the popularity in the U.S. is what really uh, shot him to get into that second season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, it's, I'm I'm hoping you, that you guys listening to us are are enjoying you know our our coverage on this and uh, let us know what you think of it. So we're it's definitely because of how we're splitting it up a little bit because the dub is oh, like three week, three or four weeks behind the sub. You know it we're we're a little bit beat on a lot of people. Let us know what you think. Improve as we can. Yes. So yeah, that's Attack on Titan for this week. Joy. Yay. That's your clue. Your your cue, Chile. My cue to what? <laughs> Sit here and you're, listen you're... to you talk about Ido? Because wasn't that your choice as well? <laughs> well, it's 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 your cue to, to segue into Ido as the host. Idaho. Come on. Idaho. 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 They have good potatoes. Yeah, they got good potatoes. Um but they don't that that great of an anime, that's for certain. Oh like, come on now. I don't know. I didn't like it that much. I I I, I didn't dislike it, but okay. I don't know what ID I watched. Zero. ID Zero is, from, is a 27 Japanese anime. Um, it's out on Netflix. Yeah. 
and like I said, there were 12 episodes. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. basic plot of it, um, before we get into our discussion. Who loses his um, memories, who is a well, mining robot well, that mines stuff. Uh, like I said, uh, based in the distant future, the discovery of a new mineral, Orichalt, uh, has allowed humanity to expand beyond their solar system. On the constant lookout for Orichalt, humanity has developed iMachines, uh, robots that can operate in extreme environments. Uh, iMachines function by transferring the human pilot's consciousness into the robot's operating system. In that sense, the human becomes the machine. Yeah. And, kind of um, like, I'm sure I remember that some other... Well, to be fair, it's a standard thing in a lot of animes. Uh, but yeah. Well, in a lot in, in a lot of the robot animes, though, the, yeah. the 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 human is a pilot inside the robot. That's true, and this is a. In, in, in this case, their consciousness is transferred from the, their body, and, and and put into the framework of these robots yeah. using this iMachine interface, um, which allows for the situation that we have with a lot of our main characters in the Excavate Company. Yeah. Um, they are all miners. Who have no physical bodies? Well, what they they're exist. Again, ever, ever thingies, uh, ever yeah, trance, are... ever trances, because they don't have a body anymore. They're just yeah, ever trancers, correct? See, I watched. They're... I paid attention. Yeah. Yep, their consciousness permanently resides within the eye machine, and most of the crew, with the exception of the captain's daughter, yeah. are ever trancers. And it's actually, to be an Evertrancer is actually considered to be um, illegal, illegal and against um, um, the morals of uh, humanity because unethical, basically, yeah. within society. Basically, it's a way to live forever, and that's not really a good idea. Well, as long as the robot survives. Yeah. Well, even then, technically, you could, you know... I don't understand why they don't have a backup on the computer system that they can't just, you know, download because into the another human, body. The human consiousness is a very complex thing. I guess. So I'm basically, if a machine can house it, if a machine can house it, I don't know if that really is a good idea. <laughs> if a machine can house it in one thing, how can it not? Maybe yeah. they can't copy it properly? I don't know. Plot hole. Plot armor. armor. Just project it. Plot armor. It's not good enough. <laughs> um, so basically, in the first episode, uh, we're introduced to the, uh, I suppose we can call her the protagonist, uh, Maya Mikuri. Uh, she is an astrogeology student uh, working with a Planetary Alliance Academy excavation team. The bad guys! Um, mm, kind of. Not really. Mm, not well, really. None of them are that bad. They're just oh, absolutely evil. Well, with the exception of a couple of people, they're really bad. I don't think I saw anyone that was that bad, really. Greedy. Greedy, baby. Immoral. 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 Um, but not the basically, worst. Basically, she's working in space uh, on at this uh, excavation site for the for her the uh, col the university that academy that she's uh, a student at, and uh, basically they are. Um, Assaulted? Yeah. Uh, no, they're not assaulted. It, it, there's an explosion at the mining site because this orichalt is extremely volatile, especially in larger uh, quantities. You have to be very careful when trying to extract it from uh, from these asteroids. Don't touch where uh, wet. 
Yes. And don't feed after midnight. Um, I'll bring that up now again, again, as always. I hate that sentence. Don't feed it after midnight. (laughs) What time zone? Does it have an inbuilt time zone? Does it go on? BST. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, that is the Beastmaster time zone. Exactly. Um, But anyway, uh, Maya's eye machine um, was uh, um, blasted into space. But the rest of the Academy team escaped, taking her body with her. I'll take my body with her. Wait, what? Oh, my God. (laughs) So her... (laughs) That was a pretty weak one, Gary. I feel like you can do that harder. Well, yeah. Well, my microphone isn't picking that up harder. Do it harder, (laughs) Gary. Do it harder. Harder. With oh feeling. Hurt me more, Snake. <laughs> oh my. Um, so basically, um, uh, where are we at here? So her, her eye machine is rescued by this excavate company. Um, but uh, um, pirates led by um, a guy Darn. named Gray Man, they, they, they take um, the, the eye machine or Maya's eye machine with them in their ship, the 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 Stulti, I believe is what it's called. The Stulti. Um, I'm getting to call the it Stulti. Um, but so basically, using her knowledge, um, Maya's helping a gray man and his team uh, to extract ore uh, from another asteroid, which is being illegally mined by a corporation called yeah. the Fujima Corporation. Which um, I heard as Kojima Corporation, if I'm honest. Kojima. <laughs> Kojima's illegally mining for uh, Orichalt, confirmed. <laughs> is, that, is that how he's funding uh, um, Death Stranding? Yeah, it explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyway, the, 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 they're, they're stopped by the uh, Planet Federation's 7th Cosmic Fleet. Yeah. Um, well, that's and, after and, they talk about how that the higher ops must have sold the details because there was no way for them to know how to do it without the plans that the the thingy person had thought of. That's true. Um, and at that point, it, uh, the, 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 uh, um, the excavation team uh, retreats and they're able to uh, retrieve Maya's MT unit because it had been abandoned by the, uh, um, the Academy's ship. They'd done fucked off. Nice, right? I mean, how nice is it of them to dump her body because they didn't yeah. retrieve her eye machine? Well, to right? be fair, at least they dumped it. They didn't just bring it with yeah. them. But, but they found it, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and they were able to retrieve it and get her back into her body. I must have missed that part, so I'm happy I've worked out how they got that. Because I, I had yeah. no idea how they got that. I'm like, I just... Like, oh no, you can never go back into your body. Your body's gone to the farthest pieces of space. Ten seconds later... So, Oh, I'm in my body. What the fuck? Is this a flashback? I, I literally thought it was a flashback until they actually showed the new, yeah, the, the actual pirates. Yar. Um, Again, plot armor. Plot no jutsu. So oh. basically at this point, um, like I said, you, you le- we learn about the, the, the information has been uh, sold to this uh, Fujima comp- corporation. Um, and unfortunately for our uh, our heroine, uh, she gets um, blamed for it. 
So now she has to, um, she ends up working with the, um, the excavation company in order to find out a way to clear her name. And they get into a lot of interesting situations, right? That they do. Like I said, I, I watched this a while ago. I didn't get a chance to rewatch it this week, unfortunately. But from what I remember, like I said, there was a lot that happened in this anime. Um, There's a lot of ethical questions about the idea of taking the human consciousness and putting it into a, an artificial con- construct like a robot, like they do in this. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I thought it, that part was the, interesting. Are you human? Are you alive? Are you alive or human? Well, well, a lot of this going around uh, centers around uh, one of the members of the uh, excavation company, and that's Ido. There's not a lot known Man. about him. He, Who he doesn't. The anime show called Ido would be about Ido. Well, it's actually called ID Zero. Really, I've, I've read it as uh, Ido. Well, you kind of read about it when they when they talk about this character named Ido. Yeah. But he doesn't recall much about his past, just that he has always been in one of these eye machines. And well, as, yeah, he, he can get out. He said he's tried, but he doesn't have a body to go. He's essentially living in the pro. And and the others had lost their bodies, I believe, in um, accidents or things like that. Like the Captain Gray Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the others that work for the uh, work for them. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm just checking all this out. Um, as it Claire is uh, um, Gray Man's daughter. Yeah, Rick was a, a racer. Um, yes, and he no longer has a body. Yeah, because he had uh, um, his eye machine is a, 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 a basically like a. a uh, has a, like a jet configuration so it goes really fast um and it still wants eventually... to race yeah he always wants to race but it, it's i believe he is actually a um his his consciousness and this brings up something tim had talked about um it's actually ends up being a copy that was made um by cause his original was lost in his car or when he what? died or something like that so his his it's a copy that's in this particular uh, eye machine so they can copy it. Yeah. Apparently they can. But apparently they die if the robot dies? Well, yeah. if there's nothing to power the uh, consciousness that consciousness is stored, then if there isn't a copy, I don't know. No, if, if they're not able to transfer the consciousness to another machine or another, I guess, clone, um, then they'll die. Because yeah, there's a lot of talk like about a, why can't it be like, like a database of stories? Like stuff? how it wasn't near, how it wasn't near, where when you died, you just got it re-uploaded to a new body. Yes. Well, exactly. they some of that as well. Talk about that later on. The other uh, um, people within the the um, the show, like uh, was it uh, Adams Forte Chevalier? Everybody's favorite uh, gold mask wearing uh, douchebag. <laughs> I mean, he's just kind of a messed up uh, cocky motherfucker. 
Yeah. Because um, his body is actually a clone of a man named Kane Arusugawa, who is the father of eye machines. He invented yes. them. Yes. He invented Can I just say one thing? Yes. I got really when they continued to call him by his full name. Yeah, I, I was like, like, who the hell is he? Every time they said his name, they had to say the whole thing. Adams Forte Chevalier? No, Kane Arisagawa. Oh, Ar- Kane Arisagawa. Like, pick they just one. They Kane or Arisagawa. Or Arisagawa. Yeah, they had to say the whole thing, and I just got so irritated. I should have called Damn him you, Kane, Kane Arisagawa. <laughs> I should have just called him Kane Forebreaker. Kane would have loved that. <clears throat> but no, but also, you know, I found it funny. I, I was it. like, I even said this in real life. I don't know why, because I'm weird as fuck. Uh, you know that scene where they're, um, what's you know, the woman that get they they get that joins the crew, you know, from the trade. Uh, Maya. Maya. You know where they're in the the speed robot guy, and she were in like the Ava space, and he's like telling her his backstory. I'm like. So kind of like a ghost in the shell, really. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my body's dead, but I'm like a spirit living in this robot. It's like some sort of well, ghost, maybe, in a shell. You know, parts of it, there are a lot of uh, similarities, yes. In fact, I said that out loud, so if anyone listened outside, it would have been weird. I'm like, yeah, like a ghost in the shell. Thank God I live alone. That's why I live alone. <laughs> so you can say weird things to yourself? Yes. Um, but right. we learn a lot of really weird things about this uh, orichalt uh, that humanity has basically become dependent upon to, to uh, exp- uh, expand its reach within the galaxy. Um, there are these planets called... What are they called again? Where did it go? Damn it. I'm having to... Like I said, thank you Wikipedia for the information, but it's it's so spread apart. This is this is where I uh, the show completely lost me. With the space lady that lived in the crystals that had magic powers because the the the, the planet Rajiv. That's yes. what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, can based... we call him? Well, I would love to call him. You know, the the thing from Transformers. Galvatron. Not Galvatron. Um, fuck, who made Galvatron? I can't remember now. Either way, it's from Transformers. It would eat I think manage. I know what you're talking Yeah, Yeah, I think I know yeah. about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, it's basically a sentient um, planet, Rajiv. Um, who it, they call whenever, it it, it, basically, it can detect orichalt, and if there's large concentrations of it, or if there's too much use of orichalt in an area, um, you'll basically get an appearance of Rajiv there. Yeah. And one of the uh, um, duties of the galactic, the, the base of the galactic patrol there is to uh, try and protect um, these mining interests and uh, civilians from attacks from Rajiv. The space. The planet. The pl- they're essentially the at war United for metals with the Yeah. <laughs> the space Pac-Man. It's like, it's like the fifth element. Wacko, 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 wacko. <laughs> what, this is Final Fantasy X now? Oh my god. <laughs> Don't get me started. 
if it was fire, if it was whack, it and would Ra- Ra- Rajiv is sin, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, too, ma- right, too many. Brother, yeah. But yeah, it, it wasn't the most. I thought it was an interesting story, but it wasn't told in the greatest way. No, it 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 wasn't consistent enough. It was good. I'll tell you that it just felt a little. I don't know. It could it, have been written a little bit different. Yeah. But the, the ideas that the story presented were definitely interesting and valid. Yeah. And, and I, I'm it definitely thought provoking. There, there, there are talks that there is a second season coming soon. That's good. Um, there hasn't been any announcement yet, but um, like I said it's it's definitely like I said it's it's a different take on the whole ghost in the shell type mentality. You know what happens if the human consciousness is uh, embedded into something that's artificial. Yeah, and you know I I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, the like I said the whole thing when they start doing Rajib and the planet thing. That's where it completely lost me because yeah, I were, felt like it was so unnecessary. Yeah, because there was this a lot of the experiment. They they go into some flashbacks, um, especially when uh, Edo starts to discover, you know, more and more about his past. We learn. Do we want to that portion of it because it's very important and uh, why Rajiv is out there and what's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. We, gave, we gave people a week's advance warning. Several <laughs> weeks. Um, basically, we end up discovering that uh, Ido is Kane Arisagawa. Oh, the twists. The twists are happening. Twist. And Kane Arisagawa, while being the father of iMachine technology, was an asshole. Yeah, he was a, a complete bit of a asshole. He was an, a total, unapologetic motherfucker <laughs> and he did experiments on um hundreds of people without even batting an eye at it um in order to try and further his research on eye machine technology and this included this little girl the daughter of one of his partners um and this girl ends up becoming a key to what to being able to reach out to and uh and communicate with rajiv because I believe, uh, isn't like her mom or something like that in Rajiv? No, her, her there's mom something afterwards. Her mom is after that. Um, okay, because there's something with the little, this girl. The little daughter was really ill, okay? Mm-hmm, yep. And so because he, it's not because he's a dick. It was because he cared he, about her. But... He cared about her. So he used the experiments to try and make her, you know, live uh, by transferring consciousness into a robot. So that or, she, or like a, a clone almost. A clone, yeah. So that she wouldn't die. But yep. the p- pink rock thing, um, the space the pink Chult. rock, that, yeah, that one, um, interfered and her consciousness got warped away into the pink rock thing. Okay. and But yeah, we, we encounter her at different points in the story. Yeah. Um, that's why I was in... So she is the one that's in, in Rajiv. Well, no. Both her and her mother are in Rajiv. Basically... Yeah, it, it, gets, it gets kind of confusing at that point, guys. Unless um, you watch it. <laughs> basically, her daughter gets sent there first. And then they try and rescue her, but they can't... They don't know what happened. So after the whole thing with um, Kane... 
and you know him becoming a robot sent to the prison um I think it's after that, or it might be at the same time, I don't know. You, they don't talk to each other, so they don't, you know, communicate about what happened. Um, after, if that, during or when, what some sort of time period, the the mother then also decides that she wants, she wants to try and find her daughter by doing the same experiment again. Oh, yeah, that that's right. her to go into the, the pink-purple rock thing. Yes. Um, yeah, she uses the same mind trance. See, uh, I watched the show. Alice. Yep, yep. I'm, and I'm reading through all this to remind myself. And I remember some of this now. Um, she, she merged her consciousness with the Orichal to, to search for her daughter yeah, um, within Rajiv's collective consciousness. Yeah. And then... And... Yeah. Yeah. That, it was, it was, that part was, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, heart in that because you know it's a mother wanting to get back with her lost daughter who was you know who yeah. was lost in this accident and because basically the purple rock thing the the pinky purple rock things that's yeah it was a weird interesting techno ride yeah. like i said i don't think it was terrible no it wasn't terrible I, but it, it it showed promise <sighs> It just needed more. It, I mean, the whole you you couldn't even you, you lost the main plot. That's how bad it. Yeah. It, it, the it the plot co- gets got lost for a little bit. It took a while to come back, and there's just yeah. some bits of it that, like I said, unless you watch it again and again, you really don't yeah. fully comprehend. Or it. watch it this afternoon. Uh, like I, oh, you watched it all today? No, I didn't watch all of it. I watched like four the last few episodes, and that's where you kind of got the mother part, and that's how I knew. Yeah. No, I watched like four, three or four episodes this afternoon because I wanted to. I wasn't understanding it myself, so I wanted to at least be fresh on the understanding it. Tim, did you get a chance to watch it? I didn't even know the name of it. Okay, you you didn't listen to the last episode. Mm-hmm. What a shame, poor Tim. Poor I was Tim. actually a little scared of it. I heard I heard things. Well, I said it was okay. I was a little scared. <laughs> because I said it was okay. Gary, what what what, what are some of your other thoughts of the, of the show? Um, you know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Um I liked the ideas that are presented. I thought the mystery of, you know, um uh, Edos, Edos and that little girl's relationship. Uh, the magic girl that controls rocks. I called Yeah, I I, I liked yeah the mystery and their connection that they have. Uh, I like the mystery behind that. And I remember saying at one point that I feel like the outcome is not going to be as good as the mystery. And in a way it was, and it wasn't. Um, the, the, the the plot twist of Ito being Kane Arisagawa was I thought really good, but the plot of who the little girl really was and why this giant planet wants to take her, I did not like. And I feel like they had a great story going when it was about, you know, the eye machines and Ito and and all that stuff, but when they started to introduce and focus more on 
the planet and the mineral, I thought that's where the show started to go downhill. Um, especially towards the end, where you know he 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 gets all his memories back, and the, his supposed best friend is now trying to kill him, and he's essentially kind of lost his goddamn mind. And he's trying to control... What's the planet's name again? Rajiv. What is it? Rajiv. Rajiv. And he's trying to control Rajiv. He tries to implement some sort of weird virus to give it control, to give him control over it. And it backfires on him. Throws a load of clones of himself into the... Yeah, like, it just started to go... Ape shit crazy. You mean the thing that they should have done anyway, you know? <laughs> oh no, we died, um, but thank God we don't have this clone system that we have. And quite honestly, I don't even remember what the hell happened. And I finished it on Friday, and those last few episodes, like, I don't remember, like, I remember the mom thing, and I remember the little girl was able to start speaking again. Um, but I can't for the life of me remember how they stopped Rajiv and why it wanted to destroy planet Earth. I could tell you how they stopped Rajiv. I know how. Please tell me. Okay. Friendship. Friendship oh stopped Rajiv. Okay, take it back. I don't want to know. <laughs> He's not wrong in a way. So. Oh Basically, God. it's at that point when, uh, when Jennifer... Um, Alice's mom um, mind tranced into the core of Rajiv yeah. uh, with, with Ido um, where, where she's then reunited with her daughter. Yeah. Um, and it's at that point where uh, Ido slash Kane, you know, he knows who he is now and, and his friend Adams, they kind of reconcile a little bit. Um, and it's, it's at that point that, you know, with his, with his reconciliation, Rajiv basically decides to uh, turn around and uh, no longer pursue um, humanity in that way uh, because he learned that there are other civilizations in the universe mm. see like I don't get how they even were able to get into the the framework I guess of Rajiv I think that's where um, Alice comes in a little bit she yeah. kind of helps to and plus, but if and, it's, and, if and it's, him getting his memories back but the thing is it's not a machine it's Essentially, a living organism. How would they able to? Well, you got remember that their technology is based on the thing that he's made of. So, yeah, it's 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 because of the orichalt, the, the glowy pink <sighs> the, the, rock the, thing. The properties that it has that's what allows for the mind trance to happen in yeah. the first place, and that's oh, how they're able swap. to get access to. Uh, so Rajiv is essentially a giant orichalt. It, it's yeah. a lot of its function is or is because of orichalt. Yeah. And that, that's why it goes after Orichalt, because it needs it to, to live, grow, and expand. Wasn't a fan of that at all. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Yeah, it really could have been a better antagonist. I'll be honest, I can't believe how much I remember now. I really can't Good job, Ben. I'm very proud of you. Yay. But yeah, the power of friendship is how they saved the day. <laughs> Friendship for the win. So should we go ahead and, and do this? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, um, I know it was a 3D anime. And I don't have a problem with that. 
my problem came in when I couldn't tell what was happening during the combat sequences. Yeah. My issue because... with the 3D anim animation was the meteors. The meteors look so out of place sometimes. And I think it's the colors they use. Like, yeah. the colors just blended together everywhere. And I couldn't really well, tell what know, was happening. Space. It's all black. Yeah, there were a few spots where it was hard <laughs> to discern the, the action. Like, a lot of the, the battle sequence, like when they're taking those um, mining skiffs in, into it, and that was kind of crazy. For some reason, I don't understand why that happens. It's like, let's, they, they were never useful the entire series. For anything. And I still don't know what the hell the dog thing was. Is that, that like a dog that an, was yeah, I transferred into a robot? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. I thought it, I uh, actually thought that's a lot less disgusting than what I thought it was. It was it was Apple's new product, iDog. Yeah, I thought it was a baby at first that they transferred over into a oh dog's my. body. Um, so the dog is a little bit less, you know, disgusting than my idea. I, th I think that was more for comedic purposes, but but, Still, but overall, I I just had a really hard time concentrating and getting into it. Wait, we were supposed to concentrate on it. I was <laughs> if you want to oh my god! <laughs> but you still remembered a lot, Ben. Like I said, I'm surprised. And I'm going to be honest with you. I knew this wasn't a, a perfect anime, you know, in, in nowhere near like what we had with Violet Evergarden or with it was um, a nice break, My though, Love Story. I wanted to give this one as a recommendation because, A, it had a very different uh, type of uh, storyline that it was trying to tell. And kind B, of had it was, the it was... same sort of storyline the last few, because I did Gamers, which I thought, <laughs> me, as Gamers, very different. I thought, oh, this might be about video games. You know, we're a video game podcast as well. Yeah, very little to do with video games. Yeah. Very much to do with uh, um, teen romance. social interactions about and, and teens, yes. Teen, teen angstiness. So, but, so that's why I, nice, I gave this. This was a nice mind dumbing. So should we go ahead and uh, give it a, a score, a rating? Sure. Chili, you want to start? Uh, I want to give it a eight. Actually, wow. now it it had I liked it in places. It had sort of it had promise, and the fact that I understood the story more than both of you it seems means I'm gonna give it one more point. <laughs> <laughs> Just because... Chili was able to meld with it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm dumb. Obviously, it's a dumb enough story for me to understand. <laughs> Uh, Gary, I am gonna go a five, just because the story was a little bit um, convoluted. Yeah, and like I said, some of the animation was really hard to follow for me. It had animations? Fuck! When did those happen? Oh my God. <laughs> animation? What? I just I just like to make a note that Gary was the first one to complain about animation this time as well. Wow. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, you didn't watch it, to be fair. It helps, but yeah. I'm just taking him through some stuff on Final Fantasy. And personally, I think I, I would give it a seven. Like I said, I thought, you know, the, it had the, 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 um, an interesting story. Yeah. 
I, I liked the, um, the, the robots and, you know, the idea of, you know, taking the human consciousness and putting into an artificial uh, construct. Um, the hijinks were, were kind of wacky. I, I liked the interactions with the, uh, the crew of the excavation company. And, um, but yes, it, it did lose a lot with the, you know, the story towards the end. It, it got to be a little bit, uh, I think <clears throat> to close it off within 12 episodes, they, they kind of rushed the, uh, the storyline, which maybe made it even they, more confusing. They didn't know if they'd get a second season. I'm sure if they'd known they got a second season, mm -hmm. we might have seen the story. They could expand. have extended it out maybe. Yeah. We would so have I, probably I think... ended the story around the time that we found out about the, 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 the yeah, the, the evil yeah, I think twist I, man. Yeah, I figured that Stevens. would have actually been an amazing point to end the first season. What you know, learning that uh, um, yeah. Ido was actually Kane Arasagawa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that they that was more towards the middle yeah. of the season, um, and 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 then they had ended up pushing in a whole another arc after that, made everything seem more rushed than it needed to be, and I think yeah. it was a detraction at overall. So that's why I I. Can't, I I, I have to deduct for that. Sounds like a good reason for me. So I think we're done with this week's Amine. An animes. An Amine? Amine's. <laughs> Who's picking home? for this? Look, Amine, Amine, Amine. <laughs> look, I've been doing Who's this you? since, what, 8 o'clock? It's now 1 a.m.? Whose turn is it this week? I don't know. Who was... Should we give it to Tim since he's coming back? Tim, do you want to give us an anime? Oh shit, hell, I'm not ready. Holy shit. Oh, um, okay. Well, I just figured I would try and be ni nice and offer Jerry, that. Jerry, did you do one recently? Not since we came back into rotation. Do you do you have an anime? Sure. Because All I right. have an anime that someone on the viewers suggested, but then that's not yours, Ben. That doesn't count. Do it, Gary. Well, to be fair, though, I, did, I was going to suggest it, and then this guy made me want to suggest it, so I'm tempted. Do it, Gary. And then, do when it, I, Gary. This week, yeah. and then uh, Chili next week. Yeah. I will do it for you, viewer, because I can't wait for their response. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so I was going to recommend a few that I was going through. Um. You know, there was Helsing Ultimate and Oh, I had that on DVD. Assassination Classroom and a whole bunch of other ones and then I realized that they're all either too long or Yeah, pretty much because they're too long. Well, I mean, you don't uh, have to exclude something because it has a, a number of episodes already. I mean, you can maybe just suggest like the first season. Oh, sweet. I can, uh, bleach everyone. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> One piece. No, no, but I well, a, a couple of weeks ago I watched an anime um which I thoroughly enjoyed. And I don't think everybody here is going to enjoy it as much as I did. Um but I enjoyed it for a lot of different reasons, mostly because I made a personal connection with it and it really affected me in more ways than and it's called oh. bible black oh no <laughs> god damn it i guess um yeah i won't be returning to this podcast <laughs> oh my god Why, oh, your right hand's gonna be too swell oh my god too swalsy yeah um no but i i really enjoyed it it's a 22 episode anime 
And there are some episodes that they probably could have cut out, but I'll, I'll talk about why I feel like they they were important to keep in the show. Um, and it, it, it's a very unique take. It's kind of a, a violent story, um, not because like blood and gore and all that, but because of how it depicts culture that we live in nowadays, especially in South America. Um, and what's and it called? It is called Michiko and Hachin. What's it on? Let me hold on. Let, let me hold on. Let me hold on. <laughs> Are you going to go look for it? Um, no, it's on Funimation. Uh, I know that because that's what I watched it on. I'm not sure if it's on Crunchyroll. Or, so you, At Crunchyroll.com, yeah. go ch- check them up and sign up for your free. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Michiko and Hachin. It's, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you what it's about. It's, uh, it's, it takes place in a fictional South American country of Diam, Diamdra. Diamdra, yes. The criminal Michiko Moandro escapes from prison and kidnaps her former lover's daughter, Hannah Morenos. Morenos. She... Hannah Morenos, <laughs> she say. <laughs> yes. Nickna- who she nicknames Hachin, saving her from an abusive foster parents in the process. Well, of the two are about. Oh, sorry, they call their practice. Yeah, I'll shut up. The two are about as opposite as they come, but their fates become intertwined through the connection of Hiroshi Morenas, Hichiko's father, on the run from the police and Hodgkin's, uh, Hodgkin's, oh my God, Hodgkin's abusive foster family. The unlikely duo set out to find Hiroshi and ultimately discover their freedom. It is I'll tell you it's a violent anime because it depicts violence again not because of gore and stuff but the brutality that it shows it in um very realistic brutality I should say like there are some scenes that are kind of very uncomfortable to watch especially when it comes to child abuse um but it it, well, it really it, no, it really does a fantastic job of showing you how bad a lot of these poverty-stricken parts of the world are, especially in South America. Um, and I think it does a really good job of depicting that in this anime. Um, so yeah, Michiko and Hachin is my recommendation this week. That sounds good. Thank you. And we shall look forward to watching it during the week. Well... I don't know if looking forward to it sounds like the right word for what you just described it, but <laughs> we're going no, to there, watch there, it. No, there are some moments of it where it's really funny. Um, I know it sounds kind of messed up, but yeah. it, it, it has some, some pretty funny moments. It's fine. I look forward to more anus. Um, oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it has a fantastic soundtrack, too. Uh, okay. Especially the It's really good. Uh so let's wrap this up because we've been nearly two hours. Um, Klaus, have you got any shout outs and how can they stalk you? Well, again, I want to shout you guys out. Thank you for having me on here and putting, for putting up with my uh, horrible recommendations, apparently. It wasn't horrible. <laughs> it was average. 
like I said, not everyone can be a, a home run. So it's it's nice to you know make people watch something said, that's a I little like, bit different. I liked it because it was different. Yeah, you know I mean, it was nice mind numbing. Yeah. Instead of all the super serial, serially emotional stuff, like exactly. Gary's given so, us. <clears throat> exactly. Um, Thanks, Gary. Who does that? Oh my God! Fine, I, don't watch it. I shout I out. That's all I do. Shout out to Tim for joining us this week. Thank you so much. Even though you didn't uh, watch the anime, God, yeah. I'm a slack. And you didn't even give us a reason to. You didn't say, "Oh, I did watch the anime because I was fighting giraffes with my bad I hate. Why would I fight a giraffe? I don't know. Because one escaped. Amazing. And you weld a knife for some reason. You and that. Anyway, uh, shout out to Chris. Hope you're enjoying your uh, time with family. Shout out to Ernest. Hopefully, you can join us again soon. We miss you, um, Ernest. Yep. Shout out to Neil and Alfonso. Hope Alfonso you guys are doing was well. To be on today, but work. Work. Yep. So hopefully, uh, your schedule opens up to where you can join us again and uh, talk uh, talk shit on anime again. Yeah. It's always a good time. And shout out to my uh, co-hosts out on my other podcast, Phoenix Down Radio, uh, Chili, some he's guy. A, he's a fucking twat in. <laughs> uh, Sarah and uh, um, twat. and Luna. Uh, we'll, we'll miss you on that show, Luna. Uh, we just celebrated, like I said, our third anniversary last night. So if you can check that out at phoenixdownradio.com. Uh, and you can find uh, all of my random shenanigans out at... Uh, um, Twitter at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S. So thanks again, guys. Um, a shout out to... Oh, sorry. Actually, that would be... Tim, do you want to do a shout out? And how can they stalk you? Uh, well, I guess I'm going to shout out uh, Phoenix Down Radio again because the show last night was wonderful. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's worth a subscribe. That's for damn sure. Aww. Um, at twitch.tv slash phoenix on radio hashtag blog sorry I had to pull a chili there yay put, she didn't pull on a chili um, shout out he, to <laughs> shout out to, to Klaus for being sus shout out to Gary for a similar reason um, shout out to Chris for you know going on vacation instead of hanging out with his friends, whatever. Um, we are his vacation. How dare he leave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that written down. Send that to him. Well, you know, you can hear it at, at psu.podbean.com. <laughs> yeah, Chris. psu.podbean.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fonzie, hugs and kisses, miss, miss. Yep. Um, and then everybody, of course. You're all great. Every Yay. one of you. Uh, and you can stalk me if you're really into following really boring people. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timberelli, T-I-M-B-E-R-E-L-L-I. Gary? Uh, you can reach me at Gagwausch, that's J-G-L-A-U-S-H, and also on Instagram by the same name. Shoutouts, uh, you guys, for having me on. Um, Chris, I hope you... One money on your vacation, Woo! Uh, so you can buy you nice cause, things. Because I yep. would have given something if you were here, but you weren't. Think of all the stones you could get with that. <laughs> yeah, think of all those stones. All those stones you could buy. 
Hey, speaking of, Chris has recently gone into Dokken Battle, and yeah. I told him that he's entered the gates of hell pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Welcome to hell. I really think we need to do like a little section when Chris is on next, where we all talk about Dokken Battle a little bit. And and I came to to this idea where if Chris ever asked me if this is a good card, and it's like an LR, I'm going to tell him it's trash and he's going to sell it or something. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> if and that ever different. happens, if that ever happens, <laughs> I will mute you on every single thing ever. Wait, that no, is so why? mean. <laughs> that is so mean. You can't even do that now, can you? Because when you summon, it pops up saying you've got an LR. Yeah. He might not be paying attention. He might be, what's legendary rare? And I'll be like, that's loser rare. That's <laughs> Even though it reads legendary rare on the screen, Gary. <laughs> that, that's worse than R. That's yeah, a okay. normal rating. Um, but yeah, uh, Fonzie, Neil, uh, everyone who's joined us who's not over here, Ernest, I wish you were here as well. Um, hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. Uh, I'd like to do shout-outs to everyone here. Gary, Tim. Tim, it's nice to have you back on Fire Fancy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yay. You're Klaus, welcome, by the way. Do you mind coming and helping <laughs> no, us for no, a second, Doc, once, once we're done with this? Sure. Um, Shout-out to Klaus, of course, because of that. Thank you, Klaus, for coming to help us after we do this. A uh, shout-out to everyone that's listening. Alfonso, we miss you. A shout-out to, um, you know, Neil. I hope you come back soon as a guest. We miss you so much. I mean, I'm a really shit host, so please come back. Uh, <laughs> shout-out to Phoenix Down Radio. Twitch.tv says Phoenix Down Radio. Go check this out. Shout-out to Maelstrom Radio. Twitch.tv says Maelstrom Radio. They're about to reach episode 100. I might be appearing as a guest on that in the next few weeks. Who knows? Maybe. A shout this out is the to... second podcast you spent that rumor here. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Work to Game. I'll be appearing as, as a guest on that, maybe. I don't know. From also... the moment I put her in my pack, I was... What? It just became something that clicked for our family. Oh, there's together. Crystal, I think. A shout out to Crystal, because... No, that's not Crystal. Oh, okay. Oh, I was hoping Crystal was there. No, I'm she's sorry. on her way home, but... Tell her I said hello. Okay. A uh, shout out to Crystal, because Crystal's awesome. Yay! Yay! Anyway, that's it for me. Um, I don't have an ending for this podcast like I did the last one, so I'm just going to go with Nanny. So until then, goodbye.